0: What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sausies. Brown bag, brown bag.
1: The Brown Bag Lunch Group. Alrighty righty, folks. Welcome back to T B L C. Episode, I believe, Drew. Here we'll have Stacks. one more to wrap up season one, but don't you worry, we're not going to take any time off, we're just going to keep cranking out those episodes, roll into season two. Drew, let's start off with a little sports talk this week. Uh, I've yeah, the PGA Tour is back come Thursday. Charles Schwab Challenge, uh, you got some big names that are playing Brooks Keppler, Rory McElroy, Mickelson. Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, the slew of them. Really, the only guy isn't that isn't playing is Tiger, probably, and is not in some good form. But going to be weird, I think, to start, because everybody's you know, asking me, hey, who's going to play well? Who do you like this week? I have no yeah. clue. I have absolutely zero clue. A lot of rust on all the guys, probably, that are going to be playing. Uh, and We've only seen a few play in some match play type of scenarios. So it's gonna like who who grinded the most over this little quarantine here and is in some good form.
0: Yeah, I think that can be said for a lot of different uh, sports leagues, teams, however you want to put it. So definitely a solid segue. Um, I know since we last talked, it's been about a week and a half since we've publicly released an episode. So um, there's been a little bit of movement on the professional hockey front as well as uh, basketball, and mm-hmm. hockey was. What probably about a month, maybe eh, maybe a little bit less than a month ago, we started hearing some rumblings about what they wanted to do. I don't think anything's been confirmed in terms of host cities or anything of that nature. Um yep. unlike the NBA, who they seem like they just came out of nowhere and are pretty much pushing everything forward, shipping everybody to Orlando. And I even saw a little uh workout video at Tatum yesterday, you know, draining some threes. I got a little warm, fuzzy feeling inside, thinking about that. So um very excited that, you know, the possibility of those two coming back. As you know, that's my lifeblood. Um,
1: We're going to you know, have a, a little bit of a sports slew coming at us right, right here, right in these next couple of months. There's just going to be everything going on, a uh, couple of playoffs going on. Golf, when golf gets to the fall, the major schedule is going to be insane. They're going to have, like, just a couple weeks in between the, the two majors that they got. They got no PGA this year as well as no British. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just Masters and U.S. Open, but those are my top those are your two, two big dogs. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I mean, that's the I think that's what everybody's looking forward to. The weather's getting nicer. We're gonna put June and hopefully get to July, and you know, at that point, we're gonna see golf in in you know full form. Hopefully, football starting to kick up. Yeah. Who the hell knows with baseball? I mean, in I in an ideal world, they would be you know up and running by talk then. about
1: a debacle by them. On, on I mean,
0: yeah, I mean it's a complete. they're I mean, it seems like every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's just – there's really been no movement, so who the hell knows. But in an ideal world, obviously, we would have – you know, we'd have golf in full swing. We'd have football ramping up. We'd have – excuse me, the NHL and NBA starting to really ramp up their playoffs and moving into the championship rounds. So I honestly can't think of a better time of year, you know, with with all that going on. You have everything opening back up. It's getting nicer out. If all goes as planned, I mean, obviously – with everything that's gone on over the past three or so months, who the hell knows? But um, it's shaping up to be a really solid couple months coming up, no doubt about it.
1: What would be crazy, too, is it is a Ryder Cup year. I think they're going to end up delaying it. I don't think they've made a decision on it yet. But if they also had that, like, right after the November major, that would be just absolutely insane with with football yeah. kind of mid season at that point and headed towards, like, the playoff push for most teams. Yeah, but yeah, a one more th- thing just to consider. Yeah. Hold on, one ahead. more note
0: I want to make here is something I don't think a lot of people are thinking about is like ratings. If you have, you hardly ever have these many sports at one time. So I'm very curious how they're gonna, you know, schedule everything out by yeah. you know time, location, channel. It'll be very interesting to see how everything's sort of spaced out because this, I mean, it's obviously going to be great for us, but for for a lot of folks, it's going to be uh, it'll be quite the challenge. So I'm interested to see how how that all kind of plays out with, with everything going on.
1: I'm going to assume the Charles Schwab cup challenge is going to have the most views it's ever had in like the past <laughs> five to 10 years, <laughs> because that's when you're usually buzzing through this, this little yeah. spring summer session. And you're just waiting to get to the U S open at this point from yeah. the masters along with the golf topic still here. Yeah. They were talking about miking some players up like they did with the Mickelson tiger Manning Brady mm-hmm. match. I hadn't heard any negative reviews to it, and it didn't seem like the players were against it until today. I saw Justin Thomas come out and say that it's really nobody's business what he's talking about with his foursome and, you know, with his caddy even. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how how they do it. Are they going to, you know, just do a couple of featured groups type of deal where only a couple of guys are mic'd up per week, or are they going to try to get, like, the whole field I I doubt they would do the whole field, but I think it would be cool to have, you know, it's like when the NHL referees are mic'd up or, you know, one player in whatever sport you're playing. I I think it's definitely cool to see. I just hadn't heard anybody else have, like, a negative view uh, because they they thought it would kind of help grow the game a little. But definitely interesting coming from a young player like that.
0: Yeah, now my only thing there is, you know, this is the first time I'm kind of saying this, but do you think it makes a difference in terms of the stage? Like, you know, obviously in an ideal world, we'd be able to watch everything like we were the Tiger, Phil, Peyton, Brady. Cause that was, I mean, pure entertainment. Yep. I don't think it's like, is what you're describing is to have the guys mic'd up in actual
1: competition. legitimate
0: competition. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're not, regularly. I don't think you're going to get it at, you know, the Masters on a Sunday, but I I think you're going to get it in like these regular tour events on Thursday, Friday. I don't see why not. And then if it goes well, you can move it to, you know, the regular tour events on maybe a a moving day Saturday or a Sunday final round, depending on, I think it depends on who wants to do it. If the guys Mm. are willing to do it, if they like it, uh, if they think it impedes their play, they're not going to do it at all.
0: No, and that was, I mean, you're the golf guy, obviously. I don't know how much you know, really, truly in a competition like that goes into like communication and that type of thing. And if, if you would consider that like a major distraction, I know in hockey and football, I, it doesn't really seem like it is. I know obviously these guys know going in that they're mic'd up and, you know, they're not going to be hanky pankying around talking about who the hell knows what. But still, uh, who? I mean, who really knows? You're the golf guy. I don't know how it would really affect the game. I get why he's saying it. It's obviously a different stage from where he was a couple of weeks ago you know, trotting around with those guys. So,
1: Yeah, one Yeah, and he's it, one, of the, this... one of the best at it, it seems like, after...
0: No, 100%. He brings the entertainment value, and he seems like he's got himself a personality, and obviously every sport needs those marketable characters, but I just, you know, I don't know how much different it would be for him if he's playing in, in an actual competition rather than just kind of, you know, following those dudes around. I don't know, but yeah. that's kind of my take. We'll, we'll see. It'd be really cool, obviously. The more that I get mic'd up, the better, and actually, funny story... I was sitting at uh where was I surfside pizza last week with Evan and we're sitting there and we're waiting for our food, socially distant, and you know how they have that window that looks into LBDM? Yeah. And you can like hear everything. Yeah. So like we were hearing all the communication, like, oh, we got a frap on deck and like this this they're running around. And I actually felt like I was on like the sidelines of Gillette Stadium. Like it felt like we were mic'd up, like behind the scenes. A lot behind of enemy plays line.
1: going on back well, there the in LBDM. Well, just communication
0: and, you know, from order to, like, implementation to serving. It was, oh, my God. It was like nothing I've ever seen. I felt a, like I felt like was a
1: full-fledged offense.
0: Yeah, literally. I felt like I was on the ice of the Stanley Cup final, for Christ's sake. It was invigorating. It gave me a little taste of sports. So, you know, you can call it creepy, but I was just more of, like, eavesdropping, overhearing as I was waiting for my food. Gave me a little uh, taste of what being mic'd up is all about, I guess. So, yeah. word, shout-out to Long Beach Jeremy
1: shout out all right let's roll right into our hate of the week what do you got this week Drew?
0: something i actually saw um i think it was on twitter yesterday the day before and i actually had to read it like three times over because i couldn't believe it but my hate of the week is the kid who i'm not sure where this was if it was on reddit or just social media in general but he ended up selling his german shepherd puppy for a pair of sneakers um I'm not a sneakerhead myself. Maybe I just don't understand how, um, you know, I guess important a pair of shoes can be to somebody or anything of that nature. But this German Shepherd is absolutely adorable. And this kid agreed to sell his German Shepherd puppy for a pair of shoes. I think that's absolutely insane. I'd probably never do it. And the poor puppy now is being shipped out to somebody else I'm not going to, you know, he could be a great owner or whatever, but to just, you know, willy-nilly throw him to the side for a pair of shoes, I just, I can't have that. And that's my hate of the week.
1: What a trade for, for the shoe guy, giving up those shoes yeah. and getting a, a dastardly cute little German Shepherd copy. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it's
0: the most lopsided trade in history of anything. So
1: Those uh, go for thousands of dollars. I don't know how much those shoes were, but...
0: Yeah. I mean, we're talking offline. I would hope that, I mean, chime in, you know, Curtis or any of the audience eventually who listens. I don't know how much, I didn't, there's no way in my opinion that a pair of shoes can be worth over a thousand dollars and a German shepherd puppy like that has to be worth well over that, I would think um, in this day and age. So yeah, very lopsided trade and uh, just, just weird to me. I just, I just don't understand it. So
1: yeah the only way to salvage that one from a PR standpoint for the guy who got the shoes would be donate all that money you get from selling those shoes to like the ASPCA or a local shelter Um, yeah Else, you're just the guy who gave up your own puppy for you know a meaningless somewhat worthless to me but you know monetized by others pair of shoes
0: I would agree completely. I I mean I just don't see the value in, in them like th- I guess like that. Um but yeah, I'm totally on board. Let's uh let's hear your love your hate of the week. I almost said love of the week. I'm all over the place. Yep. What hate do you what do you got for us?
1: Well, this one's easy for me. It goes back to social media as well. Uh but it's the I think it started on Facebook. It's any of the shares you see, like oh, yeah. share this post or else, you know. Your mom's going to die or you're going to get cancer or, you know, you'll never make another cent in your life. Like the guilt guilt posts, like if you don't post this, it's over for you. Like, you know, when I see those, I think to myself, I won't be terrorized on my own social media account. I won't give in to these, you know, hostilities. There's no way I'm liking, sharing or anything. I'm just going to act. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna actually act like I saw it and now I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like like somehow interact with it, but
0: actually don't share it, just to completely debunk the entire post. Yes. Um I mean I'm completely on board. I think they're a waste of time and ridiculous. I think people just do it to try to, you know, gain traction and, and get people sharing their posts or whatever. Um never really been one to totally agree with them or I mean the only thing that I sometimes get flack for this is when like uh you know I think it was last week or something, Toyota, their Facebook page posted like a 2020 Toyota Tundra that yeah. they were giving away I saw and that. I shared it. And then people were like, no, 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 you, you fell into the trap. I'm like, "That that's a little bit different because there's no threat of harm. It's just like a win-win, I think, because I can win a new truck. Yeah. Even um, though
1: that wasn't real, I assume, right?
0: It probably wasn't. After, I just kind of did it at first glance. There's a lot of things that I should probably think before I do that I don't do um and that was probably one of them but yeah it ended up not being totally authentic um <laughs> lesson learned but yeah i'm on the same exact page as you're there on the uh sharing of of those just odd and they're, they're always the most ridiculous statements too it's like you're gonna get like i don't even know i can't even like think of them top of head because they're so mind-boggling to me sometimes some of the things that people post in those
1: yeah i mean I just hope nobody else keeps sharing those but they're all over the place every time like you see it it's like you know once every few months like one will pop up that so many people are sharing or liking and you're like why are these people doing this it's a goddamn like internet meme it has nothing to do with your life you no. don't have to share it
0: Well they think it does though that's the issue the issue is they think that it's going to strongly relate to their life
1: and yeah. that's the issue. So. The bag of money one always gets the people going. They're always, oh my that like $10 million is it. gonna wind up in their lap the next morning because you click share on a Facebook post.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and real quick, I do have a story. Um, speaking of being held hostage uh, within social media or whatever it is, quick story that I forgot to share last week that I wanted to share with the people. Don't let anybody ever try to bully you or push you out of somewhere that you own, or somewhere that you're comfortable. This is just an inspirational little story I'm going to share.
1: Some would say you were a hostage in your own home, but you you fought against it.
0: Not even just my own home, my own bedroom. My own actual bed in my bedroom, which is the most like personable, sacred location in anybody's home, I think. Yes. Uh, anyways, this was last week. Forgot to share it on the pod. I was in my bed, about to fall asleep. You know when you're, like, right on the brink of falling asleep and you can, like, feel yourself, feel yourself kind of, like, fading out? Well, I feel this little, like, you know, tickle on my leg and then on my cheek. And I'm like, please, like, just be my imagination. Just be, like, a fleck of dust. I turn on my light, and there's a spider the size of probably my pinky now. Not, not too big, but big enough for me to really feel it crawling all over me. And it's, like, on my pillow, so I immediately scramble, try to kill it. And it crawls down behind my bed. And for like 45 seconds, I just stood there doing nothing, trying to debate, like, do I just go upstairs or do I just say screw it and try to forget about it and just, you know, lay back down in my bed and fall asleep fast enough to the point where, where the spider comes back, I won't feel it because I'll already be asleep. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a real chance that, that um, he's like in me, in me right now. Like, I probably swallowed him. Like, I'm pretty sure you swallow like nine and a half in your life, is it? Oh, no, every year. I think it's annually. You you eat or swallow uh, nine spiders. But I didn't long, know so that short, stat. That's a crazy stat. I I need someone to fact-check me on it. I want to say the over is nine on annual spiders being eaten while you sleep. Okay. Uh, that just kind of crawl into your mouth. But let me – I'll continue. So it crawls down into my bed. I'm debating, like, do I go upstairs? Do I stay downstairs? I ended up just sounding, you know what? I'm just going to stick it out. I couldn't find it. I tried – pretty hard for like two minutes to try to track him down and kill him. But I just couldn't. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to let you hold me hostage in my own house, in my own bedroom, in my own bed. Like I, this is my space, not yours. I am going to fall asleep peacefully and there's nothing that you can do about it. If you want to coexist under my bed, so be it. But I don't want you bother me crawling on me, any of that. And he hasn't turned up since. So I think I, he, I like, I think I sort of gained a little bit of respect in his mind That I sort of stood up to him and said, you know what, like we can coexist and I'll just, you know, fall asleep peacefully. But um, as of right now, he hasn't shown back up. So I'll obviously keep you guys updated.
1: Yeah. So I just did a quick Google search to see if you were correct on that. Oh, man. Uh, It says the first one that comes up, but there are some that corroborate yours. But the first one that comes up is luckily for all of us, the fact that people swallow eight spiders in their sleep yearly isn't true. Not even close. The myth flies in the face of both spider and human biology, which makes it highly unlikely that a spider would ever end up in your mouth. Uh, But then there are a few articles that have it. I'm not going to look into all of them right now because we're live on the pod. But hey, go look it up. Do some research and figure out if Drew is right or Google is.
0: And don't let anybody bully you out of your own bed. I don't care who it is. That's your spot. Stand up for what you believe in. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, with that, let's move on to the great debate, Drew, this week. We came great up with debate. This. last week. I was talking about you know eating some leftover pizza, and it comes down to do you personally eat the pizza cold the next morning or afternoon or for dinner? I'm personally – I like to have a little cold piece of pizza for breakfast in the morning. Um, but then there are people who do mm. the microwave version and maybe have it for – Later meals in the day. So, what what side do you fall on here?
0: I fall. I'm I'm oven like oven, no doubt, 100 of the time. I actually just had one slice of cheese from Maria's for a little like you know afternoon snack, and I threw that in the oven by itself because I don't care if it's one slice. I don't care if it's a little snack, a little slice. I'm gonna go the extra mile to make sure that it is heated up to my liking. My dad is obsessed with cold pizza you are obsessed with cold pizza i don't fully understand it there's other things i'll eat cold is not one of them and the whole microwave thing is just fraudulent to me i think it's the lazy way of heating up pizza yeah it comes out and it's just floppy and disgusting and soggy so i really highly recommend don't ever microwave your pizza either eat it cold or put it in like either a toaster oven or oven because the yep. microwave is just ruining it completely ruining the integrity of the slice my what opinion.
1: what's the temp you're putting that oven on are you heating that thing up to a little 400 and then tossing that in there for a minute or are you just tossing it in there like a 150 ish
0: do you want me to be honest with you
1: i do so
0: i have never i couldn't even tell you what the oven was just on when i heated it up whatever it was on last
1: There's what it's gonna pressed. be on now i okay. go
0: preheat start throw it in i blink. It's nice and warm, and I pull it out. I'm not – I didn't know – this is my fr- – like, I'm a little bit thrown off right now because I didn't know that people, like, have a specific temperature that they s- heat up their pizza to. Please oh, let me know if there I is.
1: I personally don't. I'm a cold pizza guy. But I know there's just, like, when you're cooking any other food, there's the specific, yes, like, of directions course. of what to heat it up to. Yes, yes. Um, I would think 150 would get it done pretty pretty quickly in the oven, and that's, like, not too high of a temperature to mm-hmm. get it to. So. Yeah who who knows there as for me it's it's cold pizza all day every day and twice on sundays just don't get it man i just don't get it well i'm a fan of anything that's kind of cool tasting or cold in the summer especially is so much better than having something warm and hot like say you were going to the beach and you have a little cold pizza in your cooler and you take that out at lunchtime. Like, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. A nice little cold, maybe pepperoni sliced pizza. Yeah. So that's I mean, what I'm thinking of. And then for breakfast, I'm just lazy in general. But I do love cold pizza. Like, I don't need to heat it up to have it taste good. So that's why I'm I'm on the yeah. cold pizza side.
0: I, I guess my thing is, like, I've had it cold before, like, when I was tenting. I would just throw it in a cooler and just eat it throughout the day. That's fine. Like, out of necessity or I'm at the beach, obviously makes the most sense to to put it in a cooler, wrap it up in some cellophane. You're going to, like, 2.30, you crack open a slice, it's going to be nice, and it'll probably refresh you a little bit, as you mentioned. You call mentioned. it
1: cellophane. Okay. I'm a, I just call it tinfoil, I think.
0: Well, no, I'm thinking of, like, not even, oh, even oh, tinfoil, like, saran wrap.
1: Yeah, saran wrap. Okay, that's what I, I think,
0: call it. Yeah, we probably go, like, 70, 30, like... In our house, it's probably
1: like 70% saran wrap. Yeah, I think most people do that because it's probably less pricey than the tinfoil one. Yeah. Did you just call us cheap? No. I mean, I would say I wrap everything in saran wrap as well. But if it's uh, it's something cold, I'm going to keep it in the tinfoil because it keeps it cold.
0: Yeah, it'll probably maintain that temp. And see, that's the difference between you and I. I don't really mind if it, you know heats up a little bit in the cooler, if that's even possible see that's not, like microwave
1: status that's getting soggy eh, and gross eh. i guess sort
0: of in a backhanded type of way it could yeah. be similar to
1: you're like you a know, room temp guy like that's saying you're a room yeah. temp guy which is yeah, crazy like, <laughs>
0: like sometimes i'll yeah like like say we eat at like you know 6 30 if it's like 8 nine o'clock that pizza is going to be perfectly room temp it's not going to be cold at all but it's also not going to be warm. Yeah, It's just like perfect temperature to just mouth. And that's just what I love.
1: I'm either so. going, give me a, a hot slice, like straight from the, the pizza bakery store. What do you call it? The pizza store.
0: Pizza shop. I mean, really anything <laughs> yeah. like restaurant, yeah. what I, it's a, whatever you want to call right it. Right from you know.
1: the, the oven at the right store. Right from the
0: brick oven. I'm already, Delaney's. Back yeah, Back in the, exactly. that corner. Yeah. Uh,
1: or I'm taking it cold the next morning. That's it. Gotcha. I do want to go back on your random fact of the day of the spiders thing. I looked it up on Snopes, the fact-checking like type of website. That's pretty reliable. It just says false on it. Never heard of it. <laughs> so
0: I'm not going to fight you, but I've never heard of that.
1: Snopes? Never heard of it. I think it. it's no, I like it. widely known, but oh. I don't know. Maybe oh. maybe I'm being crazy. Maybe I'm
0: just uneducated. I don't know. We'll it's just, see. I know what I know. I don't want to think that nine, nine, sp- eight spiders... Going to your mouth a year, it's just ingrained in my brain right now, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Drew, with all that pizza talk, let's get into our leftovers segment here. And do you want to introduce what we're talking about?
0: Yeah, so basically, what happened last week is you mentioned to me that I believe the song is called Betty Davis Eyes. Yes. And. Who is it by? I don't even know.
1: Me, that beats me. I, yeah, I've lost it. Doesn't even matter.
0: Brain. Doesn't even matter who's it by. Yep. Who it's by. You said you love the song, and you wanted me to listen to it because it's catchy.
1: Yep. And and to start off the story, it came on on the radio, and I just did the Siri, "What's this song?" And yeah. Like, I'm singing it in my head. And yeah.
0: You don't even know I what the name it's is saying. At, in, like
1: at the time, I think it's saying "Better Days." in the sky or something like that something
0: along those lines
1: and then it pops up the title and you just and you just i read with my eyes i read better davis eyes and i was like yeah. well i guess that makes sense like maybe it's a couple uh brothers or sisters you know and it's they're the davis sisters and one of them's got better eyes so better the Davis eyes. <laughs> like yeah. she
0: has the better davis eyes correct
1: that, yeah Okay. so now we we continue on a couple days later yeah and... so
0: we're just gonna layer on top <laughs> a, a, basically a secondary sh- layer to this Who has story, listened
1: to the song already i'm like you know
0: i'm listening to it now i'm hooked on it better davis eyes we're like yep better davis eyes that's the title that's what they're saying i text curtis to say it's in my head we're talking about it i don't we still don't even know then i look again really quick It's not even better Davis' eyes. It's Betty Davis' eyes. Yep. So that's the second time in two conversations that we did not think to check ourselves on the lyrics, where we thought we knew what it was, and it wasn't twice, which has never happened to me. And then that got us talking about how many times are you listening to a song similar to your situation where you're you're driving or you're zoned out, and you're just singing along, and then you're like, holy shit, that's not even... Close. close to what i was saying yeah but then you're like you can't get it out of your head it's and it's just a huge transition obviously from what you thought you knew to reality and yeah. i just want to know how many people this happens to because it happens to me probably once a month whenever there's a new song that comes out i'm just listening i'm buzzing it i'm jamming it and it always happens where i just make up my own you it's, know lyrics
1: it's not even new songs either it's old songs for me like Rocket Man by Elton John. Oh, yeah. The one, one of the lyrics, the what is it? Uh, like turning up, yeah, and fumes up here saying. alone. <laughs> and yeah, well, there I was a the commercial. Zero idea still Even to, to this, this day yeah. what he says.
0: Yeah, so I believe there was a commercial turning up it the was fumes years ago.
1: up here alone. Is that what the real lyric is? I
0: don't know. Can you look? Check real quick. Anyways, in the meantime, what I was going to say was I don't even like I remember there being a commercial a couple years ago where this exact topic in that exact song was a commercial where it would cut to people during the chorus and it would just show like, you know, 10 to 12 different people singing it in their own version, which is so relatable and so true.
1: Yeah. Okay. so I got it here. It's Rocket Man burning out his fuse up here alone. Yeah, I would have never fumes. guessed that. Uh, that's not what it sounds like. No, I had fume in my. Head I would have figured it would have been 24 years fume. now.
0: Yeah, on the, to this day, June 1st, 2020, you just found out.
1: Yep. So did I. Burning up his fumes Remarkable. Hair alone. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. I mean, if anyone has dealt with this, let us know. I think it's absolutely
1: hilarious. Give us the songs. We'll we'll out give us the them out we can there try next week yeah. and kind of delve into the lyrics and see what our first impression, maybe just send us the song uh, and hint at like one of the lyrics and we'll listen to it and try to come up with what we think it is.
0: 100%. Works for me.
1: All right, Drew. Your favorite segment that you've made up. It's Dad Joke of the Week time.
0: It is Dad Joke of the Week. Let me me pull it up real quick for you guys. So this is from the Irish Mike Doherty. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Mike Doherty. I I had the pleasure of meeting him, uh, I think it was one time. Maybe a couple of times. He came down to
1: shoe and then up at the 01930, one of them.
0: Yes, a handful of times then. Um, Great kid. He had a submission, and here it goes. What shakes at the bottom of the ocean? A nervous wreck. (laughs) How good good is that one. one?
1: I like oh that one. Oh, my God, it's
0: so good. I he had to read it that, over, and I was like, that is so golden.
1: He sent it to me, and he said, you have to show this one to Drew. He's going to love it.
0: Oh, it's amazing. And obviously, with that said, in that first you know, guest submission, Dad Joke of the Week, we, wanna, we welcome Dad Jokes of the Week. We'll probably put out a post this week, send them in. I want to hear them all. And the best one, we're going to share it, and we'll uh, MLA format cite you as the submission error. John Cooker had a good one. I forget what it was off to look. And we'll mention that one next week as well. Well, maybe so we will starting in next week. Now.
1: Maybe there'll be better competition next week. Who knows?
0: Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see what, what comes through. I'm hoping that a lot of people can get hooked on this. I know some of them are kind of silly and dumb, but I find them hilarious. And I hope, I hope that's at least some people do as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. And with that, we're going to wrap up the show. I've got not just one, I got a couple quotes for you this week. Uh, bring them on. In the Big
0: week for quotes this week, by the way. Huge week for this quotes. Is a bi- we need quotes. We needed them like we need oxygen. So. And
1: I always like to bring in ones that are relevant in today's day and age and mostly just today. Uh, so we're going to have to go to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Quoted as saying, We must learn to live together as brothers or sisters. And or we will perish together as fools. That Or Sisters part, I did add in there. I listened to a Barstool radio today, and his niece, I believe it would be, was on KFC's podcast. I think her name was Alveda King, and she added the Or Sisters part in there, which I thought was great, because I think it really, you know, shows progress that we've come through in this nation, and should definitely be in there the second one kj monroe it to me. on facebook this is where i saw this one from kj monroe eliza yudkowski said you are personally responsible for becoming more ethical than the society you grew up in and that's a great one to end off t this week and we'll be right back next week with you hopefully with some change. And that's all I got for you. Peace Thanks out. for listening. What's for lunch? T double BLC. Stay in your
0: seat. What's for lunch today? Uh,
1: seats.
0: Brown bag, brown bag. D.
1: Brown bag lunch group.